Support comes from the City of Elgin, celebrating St. Patrick's Day with a sip, shop, and stroll event in downtown Elgin, including a farmer's market, extended store hours, kids' activities, and refreshments. 19 miles east of Austin on Highway 290. More at elgintexas.gov. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hello and welcome to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that formed and transformed them. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and on this episode of This Song, we're going to hear from Lulu Gleach-Kani and John Michael Shope from Austin's Night Glitter. But before I get started, I want to let you know that we are collecting listener stories of life-changing music. Yes, we want to hear your story of the song that changed your life. And there are lots of ways that you can tell us that story. You can go to iTunes and leave a rating or a review and then like write your story in the review section. I promise to read any and all stories left there on this podcast. Or you can record a voice memo of your story. Send it to us. Our email is thissong at kutx.org. We would love to hear from you. We'll be putting together a whole episode of listener stories. So yeah, let us hear yours. Now to Night Glitter. The band's been making dreamy, psychedelic synth pop since they formed in 2015 after singer Lulu Gleachkani and bassist and guitarist John Michael Schoff met at a party during South by Southwest. It's such an Austin way to form a band. Both of them have had long careers playing with other people. Lulu has been the vocalist in Thievery Corporation, and John Michael has been a bassist with bands like The Happenins and also backing up folks like Hayes Carl and Rocky Erickson. In Night Glitter, though, they found a musical connection, as well as a personal one. Lulu and John Michael are dating, and they just released their first EP, Hanging on a Dream, in June. We like it so much here at KUTX, the radio station where we make this podcast, that we decided that Night Glitter would be our Artist of the Month for July. So in case you don't know, Artist of the Month is this thing we do here at KUTX where we focus on one Austin band for a whole month. We have them come into Studio 1A, our gorgeous live performance studio, and do a session. We have them do a My KUTX guest DJ set. We support their shows. And of course, we do this song with them. Basically, for the month of July, we are all about night glitter. I spoke to Lulu and John Michael earlier this month about songs they heard when they were young that have stuck with them to this day. I think the the first song that really made me listen to music was uh, Neil Young's Old Man. And I think when we were asked to do this, I was like, oh, Michael, is this like super typical, like Neil Young, old man? And then I realized that it really did change the course of my life and my relationship with music. So, yeah, that was that's the song. parents had just divorced and we moved from Paris with my mom and my sister to the U.S. to Bethesda, Maryland. And I moved my sophomore year in high school and this was towards the end of the sophomore year and I had met a few girlfriends that were still to this day my best friends. 
and we had started collecting vinyls and we would go to thrift stores and um, we had this one thrift store rerun in Maryland that we would go to. It smelled like incense and just tons of Indian gauzy dresses everywhere. And I started collecting vinyl on it. And it was my first copy of Harvest. And I was actually excited about Heart of Gold because I'd heard it and I really loved it. I loved Linda Ronstadt's uh, backing vocals and James Taylor was on it too. And I remember coming home after school and just throwing the record on and I put the second side by mistake um, and Old Man was the first song and I remember when the first chords like I think it's like this D chord comes in started getting goosebumps because he starts you know just right into it Old man look at my life I'm a lot like you were Old man of my life I'm a lot like you were and I hadn't seen my dad for a year um, at that point and there was a lot I think uh, um, you know after my parents divorced there was a lot of resentment I assumed that I could like stay with him in Paris um, but I didn't have a choice that we had to go with my mom to the US so there was this resentment that no one understood me and my family that I'm more like my dad. And then I got stuck with my mom and my sister, which I love. <laughs> They're extremely supportive. But as a you know, 15-year-old, I was relating more to my dad and his lifestyle. He was an activist, athlete turned journalist. Um, and we always had real conversations. Uh, we didn't hold back. So when the song started, I think every part of me just kind of melted and the words were just kind of spinning around the room and at some point I really feel like I was just sitting on Neil Young's lap and he's like, he can really connect and he knew um, the emotions and what I was going through. I'm still getting moved just like by talking, you know, about it. I think every part of it when he's like, love lost, such a cost, uh, give me things that don't get lost. I always had this feeling that my dad chose activism over his family and those that that part just really resonated we're like what about us yeah you know what about our love love lost such a cost give me things that don't get lost like a coin that won't get tossed rolling home to you if i'm cool with my dad we've always been on good terms it's just sometimes there's that friction and we'll stop talking for a little bit and but this song every time I would listen to old man it opened up like a floodgate of emotions that I actually needed to reach out and it would open a dialogue and it really helped have an honest conversation especially when you reach like 17 18 19 you know, you could just put on a facade with your parents and pretend to be the person that they really want you to be and then live that. And I think this song allowed me in some ways to just be my true self with my dad and really show him what I was going through every step of the way, especially when I was making first decisions of joining a band and, you know, um, also having a child at a really young age, there was a lot of just decision making and it was really nice being able to be honest. And I think that the song really allowed me to just kind of connect 
with, not just with my dad, I think just with people in general too. Lullabies, look in your eyes, run around the same old town. Doesn't mean that much to me, to mean that much to you. I've been first and last, look at how the time goes past, but I'm all alone at last, rolling home to you. Later on throughout the years, this song, every time I heard it, it felt like I connected with the following verse. Like as you're growing up and you have a different relationship with your father or your career, I started feeling really connected to the part where I am my father's daughter and I am a lot like him and our lifestyle is very similar. We both travel a lot. Uh, we have this kind of nomad lifestyle, musician, journalist, and it's kind of one of those that I feel like I think I co-wrote with Neil Young. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he wrote it for he you. He wrote like, it for he, me. Yeah. Well, and, and that was the connection, I think, with career and work, that there are these songs that are so personal that you connect so, like, that people connect with you in such ways that you really feel like those are the songs in the ether that we all kind of write together and there's a little piece of everyone in there. And it definitely changed the way I started approaching like some songs in French and, and English with Thievery and Night Glitter and trying to be a little bit more universal, but still bringing in like personal uh, stories. Lulu, you have a 17-year-old daughter. So you have a daughter who's actually older than you were when mm -hmm. you heard that song. Um, how does it feel to be in the parent role in your life? Like in the in the old man role, not the narrator role. I can see my relationship with my daughter through it now. When I listen to it, it's not just my relationship with my father, but it's my relationship with my daughter. Um, we're very similar, my daughter and I, yet we're so different because she's a child and a product of, you know, the tooth, the millennial and... And, but yet her taste and the way she, she's, you know, she's doing things, it's very similar to the way I did it. And we are the same. Like she is also trying to follow my footsteps in some ways in the arts, the same way I was following my father's footsteps and trying to prove to him that we're very similar and to acknowledge me more. I can see that in the way she rebels, but I feel like I have an upper hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, take a look at my life, I'm a lot like you. I need someone to love me the whole day through. I want to look in my eyes and you can tell that's true. Lulu heard the song that changed her life when she was a teenager. John Michael heard his song when he was a lot younger. Tutti Frutti. That's the one that I decided to choose, I think, because it stuck with me for so long. I was four. I was in my bedroom somehow, a little off-white cassette 
of Little Richard on the A side with Tutti Frutti and Great Balls of Fire on the B side. And I remember pushing play and just kind of losing it. I started dancing and I did some knee slides, but I remember that became kind of a routine. My my uh, my family would would put those two songs on and film me on the VHS tape recorders doing my my dances, losing it and doing knee slides and air guitar and all that good stuff. Now, this was in the age before the internet, right? So had you seen Little Richard? 88. No, I had no idea what Little Richard looked like. Or like any of his moves or anything? None of it. Do you think that you like kind of intrinsically understood the spirit of rock and roll? Yes, that feeling of excitement, for sure. When did you kind of recognize that you wanted to be a musician? Like when, at what point did you think, I don't just want to dance to the music, I want to actually like... I started thinking about it a lot when my brother was taking me. We were going to Fitzgerald's sometimes four times in a week. So when you're going to that many shows, the next I think the next step is getting up there, right? <laughs> um, and you know, I, one of the bands they would uh, we were at so many shows they would hand me the the mic during a chorus or something, and I'm like 13 and just losing it at punk rock shows doing flips off the stage and busting open bags of marshmallows and throwing them all over the room and you know it's a pretty good environment for a kid i think <laughs> you got all the right patches none of the records that's patches you've been all the hip shows and you're wearing just the right clothes and we'll see you at a show the conversation doesn't flow Was it something that you wanted to like be able to create when you started playing music? That feeling of excitement? Yeah. Uh, perhaps. And I think you're always chasing it, no matter what kind of music you're you're playing. Whatever gets you excited, practicing and becoming a better musician and, and accomplishing more, or actually that feeling that you chase on stage of adrenaline and excitement. Lulu and John Michael, they both have kids, and Night Glitter's sound is directly influenced by their life as parents. Their writing and recording sessions usually happened at night, after the kids went to bed, and usually involved instruments like synths and drum machines that were less likely to wake their children up. And these musical decisions they made late at night, after the kids had gone to bed, well, they allowed them to explore things they maybe hadn't explored before. It's exploring sonic textures and, and things um, that I haven't had the time or bandmates um, to do that with. Lulu's very patient and we spend a lot of time working on textures and sounds and arrangements and things. And um, From Lulu, she was like, maybe obsessed. Maybe obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> Je 
it's actually one of the like it's very freeing um, when we met we both had um, a certain amount of songs that we had maybe started or even worked on in a certain and we were able to bring him and work on him together and it's the first time um, where I felt very comfortable and confident that his input was exactly what I was looking for where you know I I love and respect uh, the guys with thievery but it's a completely different relationship it's 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 very you know at this point after all these years it's work you know so we do get together and there's a lot of compromise but as far as my lyrics I'm pretty like you know um, what's the word in English adamant uh, adamant about like my writing and so they don't really interject or add things to the the lyrics but they'll change the music Whereas with John Michael, it was really nice for him to take, for example, Believe was a song that I started writing before we met for actually trying to put it for another band, the band that I had before, Bone Fur, that kind of just was a short-lived, fun experience. And John Michael just sat there and was like, well, let's just work on it. Let's finish it. And it was a fresh, it was a breath of fresh air and he really understood the feelings behind the words and from that i think it was really natural i mean i'm a huge neil young fan my mom that's one of the only vinyls that i can remember was um was harvest as well so and little richard a, played a on the radio in france all the time <laughs> so you guys were prepped for each other we were and i think it's just about passion drive rock and roll I mean, I think rock, you know, I think Night Glitter is rock and roll. It's just a different form. Glitter's new EP, Hanging on a Dream. Like Lulu said, it's still rock and roll. And I love it. How music can do so much. It can help us deal with our personal relationships, and it can help us access excitement and joy, and it can help us connect with each other. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then you'll know I'm a big fan of musical duos. I've interviewed folks like Sylvan Esso and Tegan and Sarah, and now Night Glitter, and I just love how two people, like Lulu and John Michael, they can create this like positive, creative feedback loop. It's so rare to find those kind of musical collaborators, and the world is such a better place when people who can create together find each other. If you want to see Night Glitter Live, they'll be at Cheer Up Charlie's in Austin, Texas on August 8th. You can find a link to Night Glitter's EP on the show notes page for this episode at KUTX.org, along with links to their Studio 1A performance and their My KUTX guest DJ set. And as always, you can find a Spotify playlist there where you can hear all the songs we referenced in this episode all the way through. And that's it. You've come to the end of another episode of this song. This song is a production of KUTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced by Art Levy and me, Elizabeth McQueen. 
Kelly Seal is our excellent intern. And thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And yes, it's true. Our theme song is Mahout by Austin's own hard group. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. KUT's next AT Explained live show is April 3rd. Brand new stories about Austin's people, places, and culture told live on stage by your favorite KUT journalists. I've never gotten any specific invites from Steiner Ranch. And that's about the time Charlie chomped down on that chicken. I will hypnotize you into securing my law services. Join us April 3rd at the Paramount Theater for KUT's next AT Explained Live. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at austintheater.org. And we'll see you there.